From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. Planned construction of a gravel road for ConocoPhillips' huge willow project on Alaska's North Slope is cleared to proceed now that a federal appeals court has rejected petitions for a temporary injunction blocking that work. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals on Wednesday issued a one-page ruling rejecting requests from an Alaska Native organization and several environmental groups to delay ConocoPhillips' construction work. The appeals ruling came in a pair of lawsuits challenging the Biden administration's March 13th approval of the Willow Project. The project, which promises to be the biggest Alaska oil development in decades, would be the westernmost producing oil field on the North Slope. It is located within the National Petroleum Reserve in Alaska and will tap into reserves estimated at about 600 million barrels, producing a peak of 180,000 barrels per day. The appeals ruling affirmed one made on April 3rd by U.S. District Court Judge Sharon Gleason that denied requests for an injunction. Gleason, in her 44-page ruling, said the economic harm caused by barring work in the remainder of the winter construction season outweighed whatever harm the plaintiffs argued would be inflicted if they were to proceed. A factor tipping the balance for rejection of an injunction, Gleason said, was the strong legislative support at both state and federal levels to proceed with the winter 2023 construction activities, referencing an amicus brief filed by the state's congressional delegation and the Alaska legislature. The underlying legal arguments challenging the Willow approval remain pending in court. The Ninth Circuit Court, which consolidated the two lawsuits into a single case in its ruling, denied the injunction, called for the plaintiffs to submit opening briefs by May 2nd, and for the defendant's responses by May 30th. Donald Trump's defense attorney yesterday offered up an explanation as to why the former president may not attend next week's federal trial in New York over accusations that he allegedly defamed and battered a writer who has accused him of sexual assault. ABC's Aaron Katarski is following development in New York. His defense attorney said former President Trump wishes to appear when E. Jean Carroll's defamation and battery claims go on trial. But if he doesn't, he wants the jury to know he did not wish to saddle the city with the logistical burdens associated with his appearance at a courtroom. Carroll mocked the request, saying the notion that Mr. Trump would not appear as some sort of favor to the city of New York taxes the credulity of the credulous. She noted Trump has attended plenty of other events of late and surely could surmount the logistics of attending his own federal trial. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Travel Gino came on to Capital Chats to talk about their upcoming travel fair on Saturday. Portland Highbond, the partnership manager, spoke on details about the event. This Saturday at the Jack from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, we're really excited to have so many partners here there this year. We have over uh, 25 in attendance. Liz Perry, the president of Travel Juno, views the event as an opportunity for the community to meet Travel Juno's partners. This is an opportunity for the community to come in, meet our partners, and take advantage of locals' discounts. Uh, sometimes this is a kind of a one day only for some of our partners, but if you have friends and family coming into town or you're just looking for a new way to experience Juno, this is the day you want to uh, you know, get those uh, specials. So there'll be a variety of partners there with excursions. We've got you know helicopter tours, we've got uh, fishing charters, whale watching, uh, guided tours of all types um, and this is a great time to come in and snag an excursion uh, sometime during the summer uh, for you or friends and family who are coming into town. You can listen to the full interview on our website knyradio.com. Coming up next on News of the North with Jazz Garrett, Representative Mary Sattler Peltola announced the 15 community project funding requests that she will submit to the relevant House Appropriations Subcommittees in the fiscal year 2024 budget cycle. Lieutenant Craig Campbell from the Juneau Police Department joined Action Line yesterday. 
and lawmakers in Washington state have approved a ban on the sale of AR-15s and AK-47s, the weapons of choice for a majority of mass shooters. Those stories next on News of the North. You're listening to News of the North. Representative Mary Sattler-Popola announced the 15 community project funding requests that she will submit to the relevant House Appropriations Subcommittees in the fiscal year 2024 budget cycle. CPF requests are budget requests submitted by members of the House of Representatives to support specific projects in their districts. Project requests must meet a variety of requirements, including nonprofit origin, proof of community support, and agreement to audits. Here are a list of the 15 projects Poltola will submit. The Port of Nome Indigenous Studies Center at UAF, Cordova South Harbor Reconstruction, Bethel YKHC Employee Housing Facility, Old Harbor Hydroelectric Facility, City of Seward Ocean Thermal Energy Project, Akutan Harbor Access Road, Scow Bay Vessel Haulout Project in Petersburg, Homer Spit Coastal Erosion Mitigation Project, Soldotna Fieldhouse, Bering Sea Research Facility, Kelp Processing Using Combined Renewable Energy Resources Project, Invasive Green Crab Eradication and Control Project, New Halen Maintenance Facility, and the South Tongass Fire Station Improvement Project. For more information on each project, go to KINYradio.com. Lieutenant Craig Campbell from the Juneau Police Department joined Action Line yesterday. He comments on investigating a suspicious package at Twin Lakes on Tuesday. Thankfully, everything turned out to be safe and we just acted out of over precautions. We got a call regarding a possible suspicious package in the parking lot there. Uh, you know, I think what made it suspicious, it was left unattended. It was not near a vehicle right away and how it was positioned was kind of long and rectangular shaped. It was wrapped in duct tape. Just, just unusual. And so for us, you know, we always wanted to be uh, safe and try to keep the community safe. We contacted our, our specialized units in the, within the department who have some tools that they can come out. They could x-ray the package and just verify like, hey, there's nothing dangerous about this and everything's safe. Lieutenant Campbell also comments on the recent arrest of a student who brought a firearm to Juno Douglas High School last week. We've definitely, I think we've seen an increase in these types of incidents in the past year. You know, I think for nationally, there's just such a heightened sense around these things. And whenever you, we get a potential threat or a weapon in school is we respond right away. We're trying to contact, uh, work with the schools immediately to distribute information. And it's such a high priority for us. Uh, and then we want to let the community know what's going on because obviously they're going to see an increase of police cars there. In that specific incident, I believe the schools were the first ones to get notified about the student uh, possibly having a gun. The school staff there acted immediately. They went, you know, uh, to find the student. They found him right away, pulled him out of class, or actually I think they contacted him uh, in between classes, confirmed he did have a firearm on him, brought him to the office. They secured the firearm, contacted actress right away. That student was taken to the Johnson Youth Center because it is a violation to have firearms or any weapon on school grounds. The lieutenant has advice for parents on gun safety. It's a great reminder for parents uh, to, if you have firearms in around your home, make sure they're locked up. Make sure there's not access for kids to be able to get to them. Uh, and really try to take that extra step um, because you're trying to protect, you know, your own kid who may be curious or your kid's friends who may come over and they could be curious or maybe they don't have uh, the information about firearms that maybe your own kid does. So keep it locked up. Keep everything safe. 
Lawmakers in Washington state have approved a ban on the sale of AR-15s and AK-47s, the weapons of choice for a majority of mass shooters. The bill now only needs the signature of Governor Jay Inslee. ABC's Alex Stone reports. Nine states and Washington, D.C. already have so-called assault weapons bans that cover weapons that used to be banned for sale nationwide, including AR-15s, AK-47s, and models that are similar. California, New York are among the states that ban them. Washington state's new law would make it the next state to join the group. The bill would ban their future sale, distribution, manufacture, and importation with exceptions for law enforcement and the military. Alex Stone, EBC News. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jazz Garrett for News of the North.